This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to another Ask episode. Here's a question that came in. This person said, how do I bring up that I struggled with sexual temptation during the day other than, hey, babe, I struggled with sexual temptation or pornography today? Very good question. So this is, uh, it seems like from a person that already has broken trust, things are were difficult for a mm-hmm. while, and now they're using this as a way of um, really reconciling. Like, how yeah. can he bring up these things? I'm struggling right now as a way of reassuring her that he's not doing this anymore. It sounds like his wife has asked him to actually share these things and yeah. maybe that he has, uh, he's struggling with how to share that effectively. So that doesn't trigger her into a whole nother episode of losing trust again. Yes. So our first recommendation here, and we've worked with thousands of people around broken trust. Um, I would say that this ought to have been a conversation This has to be, we have to be intentional with the conversation with the couple to say, okay, so you want reassurance. How can we bring this up in a way that's not triggering, Mm -hmm. um, for, for the spouse that had trust broken on her? Yeah. Cause reassurance, people think it's like, okay, I'm not doing it. I promise I'm not doing the thing, whether that's pornography or cheating, Um, they think that that's what reassurance is. Well, that is reassurance, but that's actually negative reassurance. We want you to do what we call positive reassurance. And we're going to share with you how to do that. Yes. So positive reassurance is letting her know of all the ways that you're becoming a a man or a woman that wouldn't fall into sexual temptation. So whether that be reading books, talking to your accountability partner, uh, praying, Ways of reassuring your your wife or husband could look like, you know, telling her about, I'll use her, telling her about the books you're reading or a certain passage that stood out in that reading. Like, man, I, this really applies to me. Um, being free with the conversation around um, maybe your conversation with your accountability partner or mentor. It's really, it's honestly opening up your soul and letting her glance inside of what's happening in there. Mm-hmm. Because before there was a lie that was covered, that wasn't shared. And now she found out that there was a whole bunch of untruth. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of deception. And what you're doing is you're giving her a glimpse into here is the work that I'm doing to be worthy of your trust. Mm-hmm. Remember, it's trustworthiness. Yeah. So here are all the things I'm doing and you're offering this. So this would be a, an example. And there's many other ways of, of doing positive reassurance, but it's something that people can do mm-hmm. as opposed to just like telling, I'm not doing anything wrong. So can you please get over it? Can we please just move, exactly. move past this? It, which is really disempowering mm-hmm. and just like waiting on this hurt spouse to again, get over it. Right. So we're going to share with you, um, some ideas for how to actually bring that up 
what does that look like practically speaking? Before we do, we wanted to share with you that this question actually came in during the Q&A lunch for the Encore Pass holders mm -hmm. at our Eros retreat this last weekend. So we just got back from Eros in Indiana and it was a fabulous, incredible weekend. It was amazing. My expectations were high going in uh -huh. and, uh, and oh my word, like... I think it was better than my expectations. It was so fun meeting so many of you in person yeah. and seeing you guys work intentionally on your marriage together yeah. um, and really opening up to new ideas and um, taking taboos off of things, just ripping the bandaid off with us, which was really fun. Uh, lots of laughs, lots of fellowship, um, hundreds of couples getting together, talking about marriage, uniting and talking about some of these taboo subjects that are not taboo when you look at the Bible. Yes. Um, but they were just, it was just such a great experience to be it with all them. It was. But yes, broken trust came up and uh, during the Q&A. And then specifically when we had this lunch with the Encore Pass holders, we um, opened it up as like a more of an intimate setting, ran the mic to different people who were asking questions, but they could also ask questions on the anonymous text mm -hmm. line. So this question came in on the anonymous text line. And actually, Rhea, our administrative assistant, was like, this would be a really good ask episode. So we were like, okay, let's do an ask episode out of this one. Yes. So we've kind of uh, helped you maybe make the dis differentiation between negative reassurance, which is just saying, hey, I'm not doing it anymore, um, which is very hard to prove, right? Mm -hmm. You can't prove what you're not doing, or maybe you can, but that's very difficult. And um, really it doesn't help no. with the healing process for your wife. And really on the positive reassurance, we're showing how we are becoming the person who broke trust, a different person from the man or woman that broke trust in the first place. Mm -hmm. We're designing intentionally a new marriage and a new thing that, that could be a, a trustworthy relationship. So, um, so that's the context. Now, how can we bring this up in a constructive way? I tell clients often that this is going to be against um, the grain. You've mm -hmm. probably never done this sort of thing. It's yeah. very, very vulnerable. It's scary because you don't want to blow the lid off of your Saturday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a lot of people neglect to share what's happening inside of them. And because they neglect it, um, it goes months. And then the wife or the husband says, Hey, I asked you to share stuff with me that's going on and you haven't. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing another reason why I can't trust you because you're not doing what I asked you to do. Yep. That's what we really want to avoid here. I was actually just working with a couple this week, um, been working with them for several months and he's doing the right things. You know, he's going to groups, he's reading, he's praying and he's doing better as a husband and a dad. But, um, he wasn't checking in with her on when he was tempted. And after years of doing pornography um, and having all this sexual temptation, it, his temptation didn't just go away. And so she's like, how can I trust if he's not actually telling me when he's tempted? She wants him to tell her when he's tempted. And so that's what we were working on is building this, this safety, this garden of safety and then we talk about this more eros, but so that you can play, so that you can build trust again and get back to roaming freely in the garden. All that is for another episode or eros conference. But anyway, um, we came up with this idea and it's um, an idea that you can implement as well. 
Yeah. So a long time ago, we started doing what we call the daily check-in, mm-hmm. which is essentially three question. It's how, uh, what went well in a relationship today. The second question would be what didn't go so well in a relationship today. And the last question is how can I be helpful to you? So these three questions are questions we recommend that every couple ask each other every day. And obviously every day might not be realistic, but the goal is more days than not. Mm -hmm. You're asking each other these questions, maybe while you're brushing your teeth, getting ready for bed, or you're on a drive. Uh, Maybe you take the same drive to and from work or school or church. And so you guys um, can ask each other, even on the phone, these questions. Yes, This is, by the way, one of the first tools that we implement within a marriage that needs to change a lot. Yeah. Just because people needed to keep short accounts for what needs to change. And generally when things are hard and rough inside of a marriage, there are things that need to be talked about and not, um, not avoided. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go into so much science and studies around this tool, but know that this is a fabulous tool. Okay. So that tool was already existing for them. And we said, why don't we add a question to your daily check-in where you say, what was a recovery highlight today? So a highlight could be a struggle that you overcame. Um, It could be what we call a yellow flag. Talk a little bit about yellow flags. Yeah. So I kind of help men peer inside of their that kind of like their, their state, like mm-hmm. people that I've found that are addicted are very, are not very aware of their inner state or where they are, what their mind's doing. Mm-hmm. They just kind of reacting the context, right? Yeah. So what I want to, for people to do is to identify those times where they're operating in a good state. So it's like, you know, green, their, their mind is in a good place. They're doing helpful and beneficial things not even having to do with recovery or marriage, just, you know, doing good, productive, Productive. things. So then, then there, what we call yellow flags. Um, actually let me go to red flags. Red flags are those things that we know are not right and will be destructive to your marriage. Absolutely Mm -hmm. destructive. So, um, acting out is definitely red. Like it, this is a no go. This is destructive. There's going to be a consequence to when, when everything comes out about what happened. But then there are lots of things that we can kind of justify um, that aren't particularly or necessarily wrong, like morally wrong, but they're kind of are, they're leaning into acting out. They're testing the edge of the cliff Mm -hmm. uh, for lack of a better analogy. And many people actually can, can relate to this. So like, think about there's one way of like go getting on social media where I'm just like kind of enjoying it. Maybe I'm in a brain dead state, but I'm just, I'm just curious about my friends checking on how they're doing, but then I can enter into the same social media account, but have maybe a little bit more, um, just like in a, in a bad state where I'm yeah. wanting to act out. I'm looking for, for, um, uh, help me with the wording, like, but looking for something that's potentially a dopamine hit. Right. right? Well, and I think too, a lot of people going into that social media encounter, they're not, they're, they're convincing themselves that they're not going to act out. Right. They're saying like, this is not bad. I'm not going to look at pornography. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just scrolling my feed, but they're doing it with an intention to receive that dopamine hit. Right. So they're maybe looking for 
uh, on their explore page rather than just looking at their friends yeah. or they're clicking on a, a hashtag or, um, or they're kind of justifying the hashtag push, but hoping mm-hmm. that there's something there. And by the way, this takes brutal honesty with yourself Yep. and a lot of awareness to know that I'm here and, and it's not a good thing. This is a yellow flag for me. Yep. So what I do with a lot of men is help them discover where are your l- yellow flags located? Is it going places? Is it is it entering in your phone certain apps? What does this look like? Where is this? And let's make it plain. Let's and write it down. And sometimes it's just certain emotions. Mm-hmm. Like for this couple, the emotion was overwhelm and anxiety regarding some medical bills. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's, it wasn't anything he was intentionally doing wrong or anything that he was seeking out. But that overwhelm and anxiety came up for him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I needed to talk about that with my wife. That in the past... I would have turned to some sort of band-aid or pacifier like pornography, but instead I called an accountability partner, but then being able to share that with your wife is a victory. So having this extra question in the daily check-in that says, what was a recovery highlight for you today gives you that platform and she's expecting it too. So she's not just caught off guard, but it gives her that gives you that platform to actually have this conversation on an almost daily basis. It becomes part of your new rhythm. Yeah. And, and here's just a kind of a caveat after a while, you might not need to do this every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I would recommend doing the check-in a lot, but you might not have to do the recovery check-in. Um, sometimes at the very beginning, there needs to be a lot of work, a lot of reassurance and totally have that on, you know, do that for maybe a couple of years. But remember you're over demonstrating your trustworthiness at the very Mm -hmm. beginning. Um, and actually probably for years after that too. So after a while, I've, I've had guys, you know, after things are just going really well, they're beating all the, all the demands, all the, you know, they're just over demonstrating. They're doing really good. Um, sometimes their wife's like, Hey, you know, I don't need a check every, every single day. Like, but that's crucial. The wife said it, right? like, don't just drop it off because you think you don't you need feel, to check in anymore. Right. This has to be a, this has to be a very honest conversation. And then mm-hmm. I would recommend, you know, make sure it happens at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, Make sure it happens, you know, maybe if you want to be a little bit more organic with it, then maybe set an alarm and bring up like what you're doing. You know, if you have honest conversations already during the day because you're driving together, let's say, or work together and you do this already, fabulous. But make this a part of your recovery process to add a little bit of of positive reassurance of what you're doing to become a different person than, than who you were before. And this will dramatically help your recovery. So thanks so much for asking this question and uh, sending it into the text line. We hope you guys will join us at Eros and you can ask your questions live in the microphone or you could shoot those text, those questions to the text line. But we will have the next two stops for the Eros tour coming up in June in Biloxi, Mississippi, and then in November in Houston, Texas. And we really hope you guys will join us June 20th, 21st. We are going to be there with our team setting up and you guys are going to join in and be intentional to really get the most out of the weekend for your marriage, your sex life, your intimate connection. Um, We thought we'd read a testimonial that came in just today that we were smiling about. We're like, yes, Lord. And um, Adam's like, let's share that in the episode. Yeah, we have like... It's so cool to see, you know, I, I just got so happy. We were, we were in the kitchen together and I was like, 
babe, this is incredible. We got to share this because this is why we do what we do. Yes. So this person came to Eros. They said, thank you for the way you bring the word of God into this conference. The way you show us how sex is more than intercourse, it's relationship in and out of the bedroom. Most of all, it is truly a gift from God and he wants us to enjoy our spouse. After after several years of marriage, I just found out this weekend that my spouse had a negative concept of sex. It felt dirty to him. I've never felt like he was free in our relationship. We had sex, but not often. And I am the one who usually initiates. This was so disappointing to me. He wouldn't talk about it. At least I never felt like he really opened up to me, but we had a breakthrough this weekend. Thank you for letting God speak through you that speak through you like this for sharing. Excellent job. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'm so glad you guys came. You made it a priority to be there. And now God's working, uh, healing in your life, your sex life, your marriage. This is beautiful. And thank you for sharing that with us and sending it. Like it encourages us. Um, just it, it just shows that we're in such an amazing community with all of you yeah and uh we're just really excited about all that god's gonna do at eros in biloxi so if you haven't got your tickets go to dymc or dearyoungmarriedcouple.com and get a ticket and meet us there yeah so go to the link in our show notes it's dearyoungmarriedcouple.com slash eros we'll click the, you can click the link here in the show notes and to register and we'll see you in june